Welcome to this podcast brought to you by Pointer, the school for journalists. This is Roy Peter Clark, author of the book Writing Tools, 50 Essential Strategies for Every Writer. And this is the podcast version of tool number 37. In short works, don't waste a syllable. Shape short writing with wit and polish. I've seen the Hope Diamond at the Smithsonian. At 45 carats, it is big and blue and buxom, but not beautiful. Smaller gems have more facets and reflect light with more brilliance. The same can be true of writing. In the ideal, the author of a great big novel should not waste a syllable, but she will, and chances are, in an ocean of words, the reader will not notice. The shorter the story form, the more precious is each word. So polish your jewelry. Writing with video images and natural sound, Charles Kuralt mastered making each word, each pause, count. And here's an example from his work. I have fallen in love with American names, wrote the poet Stephen Vincent Benet. Well, really, how could you not? Not if you've been to Lick Skillet, Texas, and Bug Tussle, and Nip and Tuck, and Cut and Shoot. In California, you can travel from Humbug Flat to Lousy Level with a detour to Gouge Eye. Could the good people of Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, use some hot coffee, Mississippi, to wake them up? You can go from Matrimony, North Carolina, to Caress, Virginia, or from Caress to Matrimony. I have passed time in Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky, and Bowlegs, and Tombstone, Big Chimney, and Bulltown, and I like Dwarf, Kentucky, though it's just a little town. I have fallen in love with American names. How could anybody not? That's from Charles Kuralt's American Moments. Poet Peter Mikey taught me that short writing forms have three peculiar strengths, power, wit, and polish. Their brevity gives short works a focused power. It creates opportunity for wit, and it inspires the writer to polish, to reveal the luster of the language. Kuralt's essay exemplifies all three, capturing the power of the American language with witty examples off the American map, each clever name, another facet, cut into the diamond. There is no more underdeveloped writing form in American journalism than the photo caption, but Jeffrey Page of The Record in New Jersey reveals the storytelling potential of this short form. Frank Sinatra had just died, so imagine a one-column photo that shows Sinatra from the waist up. He's wearing a tux with a black bow tie. He has a mic in his hand. He's crooning. If you saw a man in a tux and black bow tie swagger on stage like an elegant pirate, and if you'd been told he would spend an hour singing Cole Porter, Gershwin, and Rogers and Hart, and if when he opened his mouth you heard a little of your life in his voice, and if you saw his body arch back on the high notes, the ones he insisted you hear and feel and live with him, and if his swing numbers made you want to bounce and be happy and be young and be carefree, and if when he sang Try a Little Tenderness and got to the line about a woman's wearing the same shabby dress, it 
made you profoundly sad, and if years later you felt that his death made you a little less alive, you must have been watching this man who started as a saloon singer in Hoboken and went on to become the very definition of American popular music. How did Page get away with a 166-word caption written in a single sentence with the main clause near the end without using the dead man's name? He told me, quote, I know, I know. It violates every damn rule. Screw it. They keep telling us to take chances, right? So I did. If you're a U.S. newspaper, and especially if you happen to be in New Jersey, you don't have to tell people that they're looking at a picture of Sinatra and not Mother Teresa. And there you have it. The podcast for tool number 37 in short works, Don't Waste a Syllable, Shape Short Writing with wit 